Hey, this is Thomas Q. Jones, former UVA All-American running back, and you're listening to The Jerry Ratcliffe Show. Wahoo wah. Welcome to The Jerry Ratcliffe Show. Uh, we're talking on Friday, and, and most Fridays we catch up uh, on the local running scene with Mark Lorenzoni and Jerry. Uh, a lot to talk about this week with Mark. Absolutely, Chris. And uh, before we get started, I want to thank our... Uh... Uh, sponsors of our podcast running podcast and of course that's uh mark's uh store ragged mountain running shop uh, greenberries coffee the official coffee of jerry com, uva orthopedics and aberdeen barn so uh thank those people and please uh go by and visit them whenever you can and thank them for their sponsorship and uh I'd like to introduce mark Lorenzoni, who really needs no introduction amongst the running community here in Charlottesville and beyond. Uh, Mark, how are you? No, I'm doing great, Jerry. You know, excellent weather, and we've, we've kind of turned the corner. Even the chilly mornings are starting to disappear. So, um, a lot of activity, a lot of buzz, and uh, um, this is this is a fun time of year. It really Absolutely. is. Absolutely, and uh, we didn't get to do our podcast last week. We had some conflicts, but. Uh, Wanted to get back with you on the 10 miler, which was a couple of weeks ago and just uh, have you give us a recap yeah. of the winners and anything uh, interesting that might've happened. Yeah, it was, uh, um, it, it was the type of race you and I have talked about for years, Jerry, we always envisioned it was a close race. It's 47th edition of the Shostle track club's oldest uh, foot race. Um, and we were back in full steam uh, in person and, uh, a mass start, not a staggered start. And everything was as normal as, as it was pre-pandemic. Um, and we we had the race, the best, the closest race we've ever had. I mean, guys went at each other. Alex Corbett, just a recent graduate from the university, a sub-14 minute 5K guy. And Thomas Adam, who's a veteran of the roads, has a decade of road racing experience over um, Alex. And Alex had youth in his pocket and, and Thomas had, um, experience in his pocket and it really was I kid you not a toe for toe battle to the, the railroad tracks the, the overpass the bridge um, right as you come over the, the crest to Lanigan Field and, and Dishroom Park and you know the old U-Haul parking lot there and the, the kid the youngster put on a, a pretty decent kick at the end and pulled away for it was less than three seconds so imagine over 10 miles, um, three seconds separating these two guys. It was, it was a dream come true. And uh, um, for anybody that's a, a buff of the game, um, it really was pretty special. And, and I got to interview both guys afterwards. Um, and they really independently, I talked to, because I couldn't get to them. I was helping at the finish line, so I couldn't get to them immediately after. So I talked to them on the phone separately. And it was interesting. Just first class, both said, and it is the truth, and I think all runners would agree with this in the race, that they couldn't have done it without each other. Uh, he said he was shooting for 52 minutes. He ran 50-53. And Thomas said, he, how did he put it? He goes, I couldn't have done it without him. And I'd be lying to say that I really wanted to win the race because he's finished second before, and he's, he's a local guy, and it just means a lot to him. But he goes, I'll take the time. He goes, I, I'm tickled with my time and I couldn't have done it without him. So um, two guys duking it out um, over 10 miles. It was great. And 
woman's is race. The, is that the closest finish we've ever had? Closest finish we've ever had. Yeah. We had a, the women's race. Oh, I want to say it was 2006 or seven. Um, that was a one second. Um, Andrea Wright outkicked her training partner, um, Eliza O'Connell. And that was one second, but it's the closest overall, um, you know, for the, for the first person across the tape. And speaking of crossing the tape, I, it always the, I think the story every year that it doesn't get lost, but it's, all, it's worth reiterating is when those guys cross the finish line at 51 minutes or 50-50, whatever it was. So they're running, you know, five, 505 pace, something like that. Um, the, the, the people, that are, they're working just as hard throughout the entire course, and they're just coming across. They're just on the downtown mall at that point. You know, so you've got 10 minute pace people and they're at 50 minutes on the downtown mall. And I told you that story, John Shrum, I, you know, a few weeks ago that everybody breaks 50 minutes at the 10 miles, just a matter of where you break it. <laughs> and I, I and we had, you know, just classic battles out there, age group battles, um, you know, where people they're 58. And so they're in the 55 to 59. And it's interesting to look at the results sometimes to see there were actually hidden races that were just as close where some guy that's 59 beat a 57 year old by four seconds. And you miss those stories. And, and Alex said it, he goes, I'm not working any harder than those guys. I'm just younger. My DNA is a little different than theirs. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a fitter person, but he goes, I wasn't really working any harder than someone who's trying to break 90 minutes or a hundred minutes. That's become a big, kind of a recreational runner's goal to break um, 10 minute pace. So all in all a great day, Nicole Primer, our, our um, CTC race director was tickled and um, I helped with the course and setting things up. And I was really pleased with the, just the, the turnout. We had about 1500 people and all goes to good causes every year. And just need to be back. You know, our, our most competitive elite um the foot race in the community that's on the roads it's good to be back so good yeah. stuff and on the women's side i'm sorry i was starting to say ann mazer um ran away from it at the mile and never looked back and she ran like 60 i want to say 40 or something like that and her closest competitor was um charlie hurt's kid sister olivia herndon charlie hurt's won the 10 miler in olympic trials and um runner and his neat, his younger sister, who's just taken up running pretty recently. She was second place, but she was four minutes back. And not to take anything away from her, um, that's a great time, but the, 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 the women's race was nowhere near as close to the men's. Looking for a great dining experience in Charlottesville? Look no further than the Aberdeen Barn. The barn has been family owned and operated since 1965, with Terry and Angela providing great atmosphere and mouth-watering food at Virginia's Big Time Steakhouse. Enjoy the fine dining or relax in the Sportsman's Bar, a fantastic place to wind down and socialize, surrounded by flat-screen televisions tuned to the latest sporting events. You never know who you might bump into at the Aberdeen Barn, where all the greatest Cavaliers have dined over the decades and keep coming back for the delicious menu and good times. Check it out online at AberdeenBarn.com or call 434-296-4630. Right. Uh, a lot of UVA action going on as well. Yeah, I mean, it's that time of year. We've already had a couple of 
small home meets and we've got a big one coming up on the, uh, the weekend of the 20, whatever that dates, the 23rd, 24th, the uh, second or last uh, Saturday. That's a big one. There'll be a lot of good schools here. And, uh, and then on May 1st, he's got the alumni. He's going to have a homecoming meet, so to speak, not alumni running, but alumni will be in town. He's really been, this is coach Lenana really pushing to get a lot of the alumni back for this meet. And uh, it's a Sunday meet, a rare meet. And they'll, um, we'll have a kid's clinic in the morning. He, he makes it a little more community oriented and then it'll be a master's mile. Um, and the master's miles, you know, anybody 40 and over, we used to get a decent field of people. Um, so you know, president Ryan has actually uh, won that race before in the past. So seeing if I can get him out there for it, he's got, he's got a little event called the Boston marathon next Monday, but uh, he's pacing. I, I coach Jim and, and he's taking kind of an off year and he's pacing another guy coach and um, should be a relaxed run for him. But anyway, um, the team is doing great. And he has got a, a crop of milers that I haven't seen us. I don't know if we've ever had this much depth in our, in our 1500 meter, which is of course the, the metric mile. And West Porter ran 339, you guys, 339 converts to about a 356 mile. Um, 339 for 15 and it was the second fastest all time um, Virginia runner so you know Vin's starting to really you're starting to see the magic um, really um, resonate with his athletes and um, ACCs are coming up uh, I want to say it's the I think it's the second weekend in May it's either that or the fourth week of the 14th but anyway um, he's hoping both men's and women's to to have a good uh, uh, good showing and then um Dogwood Track Classic is the weekend of May. It's the second weekend, so whatever that is, May 7th, maybe, May 8th. Um, it's a Saturday. Sounds about Big stuff. You know, that's back full-fledged full at normal. Largest, one of the largest track meets, uh, high school track meets on the East Coast, the biggest in Virginia, 200 schools. And um, what's cool, you guys, is looking back on the history of it over the last the last 20 years we've had um virginia athletes the high schoolers come here do really well our dogwood track classic go off to college on scholarship not because of the dogwood track meet but we've had stars like this and then go on to the olympics um we've had that probably four or five olympians come out of that uh you know that pedigree so and that's a uh, locally organized cast Gervin, charlie hurt and, and my son alec organized it every year and they that's that's going to be exciting to have that back. So, and then real quickly, while I was staying on track, Coach Lenana, when he was at Oregon, he's a legend out there. He's the Mike Krzyzewski, um, you know, Tony Bennett, Nick Saban of our sport. And he would get these big crowds out there for these. They were, they were community town halls. And he's been, poor guy, he got here in September of 2019. So think about, you know, his feet weren't even on the ground when COVID hit. And, We've done it throughout COVID. We do about four or five a year. They're called Trackville Talks. And he always has an alumni. And then he has a community guest. And then he has um, the current, some of the current athletes get on there in their 20-minute segments. It's great. And this time he's got Tony Elliott on because Tony apparently is a track enthusiast. And um, one of the things we're hoping with Tony um, is that, you know, he'll encourage some of the you know it's no secret that um some of these really great track programs in the conference 
they're bolstered by football players and right. totally legal. It's good stuff. I mean, you, and the high jumpers, sprinters, um, quarter milers, it's at Clemson, Florida state, you know, they, they hung their hat on that type of protocol. And, um, so I haven't, I'm not saying Tony's committed to it, but he's, he's agreed to come on the show and that's a step in that, you know, if he's coming on to a show that's all about track. Um, it, it's a good sign. So, um, and then the, those milers, West Porter and his whole gang of milers, these speedy milers are going to be guests also. So, um, we're pretty, pretty amped up. It's Tuesday. Um, whatever next Tuesday is the 12th and it's, uh, you can sign up. Uh, it's, it's, you go, go to UVA track and field. The sign up is there and it's free and it's in person. First time ever. It's in person. Although there is, I'm going to be actually out of town. I'm bummed to be missing it. Cause I would have liked to shake hands with, uh, the new football coach. Um, but it's uh, eight o'clock and it's free and there is a virtual option. So I'll, I'll be on the, the virtual end. Yeah. Well, you know, Tony, um, was you know, we a, don't... Tony was a wide receiver at Clemson. So he probably had a little speed back in the day. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it isn't that our football coaches here have been unfriendly to it. We've had some that have been really, um, I mean, the Barber twins, people forget the Barber twins are two of the fastest guys in the conference in the hundred. It's just one of those little known facts and who has the school record or had the school record in the high jump. Uh, who is the highest football jumper that we've ever had? Herman Moore. Yeah. He set the school record. I, it, I, this has probably gotten to be mythical because I'm famous for not remembering all my facts, but um, it was like his second or third jump that where he wore Virginia um, track uniform, not football uniform. He, he jumped the school record. It's, it's some ungodly height, but you know, Over same guy. That, yeah. And so, you know, it's, we, we had that good success. And then a couple of the coaches were no way we're not, we're not having these guys run track and I can't blame them. I mean, it's, it's a little risky, but if it works, it works well for the track team and it definitely works well for the football player because they stay in a conditioning class basically. And they're having a lot of fun. And it's, I personally think it's a good break mentally. You know, you're not having to worry about someone hitting you and you're not worried about dropping a football or, missing a pass or whatever and it's a, just a different mentality and it's it's a nice balance absolutely uva orthopedics and sports medicine boast one of the finest teams of doctors in the country and they're right here in charlottesville to not only provide care for the university of virginia athletic teams but also the charlottesville and central virginia communities uva orthopedics has been a proud sponsor of the jerry ratcliffe show for the past two years with numerous team members featured in weekly segments where doctors share great insight into various sports injuries, what causes them, how to treat them, and recovery time. Their team of experts are there for you and offer the best care to solve your health problems and get you back on your feet. Let their team of specialists get you back in the game. Yeah, I actually bumped into Tony today at the uh, Ralph Sampson restaurant ribbon cutting. He was over there, so he's out in the community a lot trying to uh, yeah, excited about football. Yeah, I mean, it's a, remember Tony Bennett doing the same thing and trying to get people to believe in what he was getting ready to do. Um, so, anyway, that's that's kind of news on the the uh, local front at the uh, certainly at the elite level. We have foot races almost every weekend to run for autism. It's next weekend, and it just goes on all spring. So, 
you can go to shultzletrackclub.org or Ragged Mountain sites and there's all kinds of information. And um, folks with kids or grandkids listening, there's kids races just about every event as a kids component. The 10 miler obviously didn't, but that track clinic is really cool that Vin's hosting because there'll be 10, like 10 stations. They've got high jump and they've got long jump. They've got hurdles. They're all mini stuff. They've got sprints. They've got a, a, a javelin, which is basically a, a nerf javelin. They teach the, the athletes at each station are the athletes that that's their forte. It's a blast. We get hundred kids out and three to 13 years old. And then we do autographs afterwards. And I actually think the athletes get a bigger charge out of it, even than the kids, the kids do because track athletes, they walk around campus, around grounds and you're not Ralph Sampson, you know, you don't get noticed. And, uh, um, it's neat that they get a little attention because it's, it's richly deserved. Absolutely. They work hard too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then the last thing I was going to tell you guys, just that, that, news broke yesterday I, i'm thrilled with it and anybody that's a cyclist or that walks or runs in the communities ecstatic about the news that they're um they're slowly moving forward with the rails to trails that's going to take from the old railroad bed from blue ridge the old blue ridge the new the blue ridge tunnel the one that's open to the public into crozet and then all the way into Charlottesville. so it's it's not been completely you know it's not solidified totally, but they're, they're looking like they've approved some funds to do a study on it. And so it's not going to, this isn't something that's going to open in the next year, but it sounds like they're going to try and do it in sections. And theoretically you could get on your bicycle at old trail and um, be a nurse or doctor and pedal to work at, at the UVA hospital, take you all the way in and wow. never see, never see a car or never worry about a car. Um, and then obviously be open for people to walk or run on. So pretty neat. Um, really excited about that. And um, uh, to Piedmont Environmental Council and some other groups have been really active with pushing for that. So it's good stuff. Be good for the community for sure. Yeah. I mean, anything that's, that's inviting people to get out and exercise in a safe environment that's free is, um, you know, hard to beat. Just, it just, it's a community enhancer. And it, in this case, it really is a con community connector. So there's no way I, anyone could really ever think about running from Crozet to Charlottesville and, and feeling safe about it. Um, so pretty neat. It's a pretty good run too. How, how many miles is that? Well, they say from, from Blue Ridge Tunnel, it's um, probably about 25 miles to 30 miles, uh, somewhere in there to from Afton to to um you know where, where it would terminate I'm assuming somewhere in Schultzville yeah um, the university area downtown um so you know last time we talked about the bridge across the Ravana they've got designs for that path that's a different kind of path it's a um, not a rails to trails but that'll take you all the way to Palmyra eventually I mean I aim I'm telling you guys before I cash out I'd love to see a good percentage of this community getting out on foot and exercise. And it's not because I'm trying to sell shoes. It's because people are going to live longer, healthier lives and they're going to be less time in the hospital and they're going to be able to enjoy the grandchildren and be active with their grandchildren um, a lot more years than they might have if they had led a sedentary lifestyle. And, and like I said, it's a community builder. So 
uh, more than just about any other sport because you you get out and about and you get to visit with people. So could become a runner's paradise. Yeah, or walkers. I mean, or walkers. Yeah, I say this over and over again. Half of our customers are walkers, and I'm one of them. So it's good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Anybody can do it. Got anything, Chris? No, I'm, I'm glad to hear. I mean, I, I love driving to Charlottesville, Mark. Uh, and whenever I'm over there, I'm from, from Waynesboro. Uh, it seems like no matter what time of year it is, there are people running, there are people walking, there are people cycling, and you can tell that they're doing it for exercise. I wish that folks on my side of the hill would, would adapt more of what Charlottesville does. So we've got room to grow over on our side as well. Yeah, you do, Chris, but I, I'm seeing a slight uptick in it because we have so many Valley customers and I think it's, you know, it's the classic thing of, gee, my neighbor does it. I see my neighbor doing it. I'm going to try it. And it's the least intimidating activity, you know, taking up golf at 50 years old and taking up ski and taking up tennis. Those are great activities, but there, there's, there's lessons to be learned walking. Just, just come on, just put one foot in front of the other and get moving. And, um, it's so damn good for you. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more, Chris. Um, but it usually starts with a few oddballs. Cynthia was um, interviewed recently, and she was talking about when she was running in the 70s in, in Connecticut, that people would throw stuff out their windows at her. they throw full cans of soda. They would yell stuff, abusive stuff, because she was an oddity. And you can't, we can't imagine that in Charlottesville today. But 45 years ago, that was 1973, 72. Cynthia was starting to run in high school. I mean, 50 years later, almost, you think, wow, we've changed a lot. And it doesn't mean people like that are like that over in the Valley, but the Valley's a little behind and there's no reason why it can't be like Charles. So no reason at all. There's I'm one of those Valley Ragged Mountain customers. I've got my Brooks yeah. shoes on right now. I'm, I'm ready to go run <laughs> right. if I have to. <laughs> so in your neighborhood, they probably say, yeah, the, the tall guy with the, the shaved head, you know, him, the guy, the runner. Oh yeah, I know that guy. Wouldn't it be great for at some point for people to say, I don't know who you're talking about. There's so many doggone runners out there and walkers. I can't. So that's right. That's right. Yeah. All righty, Mark. Well, thanks so much for the update and sharing your knowledge. We really appreciate it. And I know the running community appreciates uh, you coming on and, and uh, just updating everyone on all the activities. Thank you so much. Thanks for the time. Both you guys appreciate it.